Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Christ is risen. So what are you afraid of? What's left that can fill you with fear? You have proclaimed it yourself. Christ is risen from the dead. Your sins, they've been paid for by the priceless blood of the Son of God. God's wrath, what of it? It has been appeased by the way of Christ's death, for he endured God's wrath outpoured over sin. And the threats of God's law. Have you not heard the Easter news? God promises to you grace and forgiveness for all your sins. He promises grace and salvation to all who believe. I know. Who could believe such a message that all depends on whether or not a man rose from the dead? And a man who was near death at that before he was even crucified, who was also pierced through the side, he rose from the dead? Well, you and I have believed things with far less evidence than what we have heard in the gospel today. I tell you that as certain as the day was dark at Christ's death, it is just as certain that the Son, the Son of righteousness, has arisen with healing in his wings. Oh, it was so wise of them to seal the tomb. Not that they wouldn't have, but they rolled a large stone over it to seal it tight. And then, to our benefit, they sent guards, the enemy sent guards to watch over that gravesite so that no one came in and no one went out. And I'm not at all upset about it. I'm glad they sent their own garrison to guard the gate to the tomb. Why? Because now I know for certain, even beyond a shadow of a doubt, that Christ truly is risen from the dead, for no one tampered with his body. Just as certain as it was that by God the Father, and his glory, that he was raised imperishable, so too we are confident that we shall follow him. We shall be changed, and what is mortal will put on immortality. We know that the resurrection is a certain and glorious thing. And if we should have had any doubts, let them be gone, because we know from the accounts given to us that it was sealed tight and guarded, and that no thing of nature could have raised Christ from the dead. It was the glory of the Father. The earth did not open up to swallow up a man, but it opened up to spit out the dead who were raised in Christ. Just as certain as the graves of the dead were opened at Christ's death, and as certain as these dearly departed saints went in at Christ's resurrection and appeared to many, so certain is it that his death has marked the end of death, and the power of eternal life has flowed forth from his side into all the earth. Yes, Christ has died. His wounds, his glorified resurrection wounds, show you that he has died. But he has risen from the dead, never to die again.
to this day the tomb could have stayed sealed and Christ would still be risen from the dead. But to show us in all the world that he is not here but risen from the dead, an angel from heaven came down and shook the earth. It made the guards be petrified like they were dead. And that angel rolled back the stone and sat upon it. And he revealed to all the world that the grave was already empty. As certain as those grounds quaked at Jesus' death and those rocks had split, it is also certain that whatever debts had stood against us, they had been torn apart and cast away forever by the great hands of the Father. When all had been accomplished, when it had all been finished, when Christ had given up his spirit, God tore from top to bottom the curtain that hung in that holy temple. That was what separated all peoples from the holy of holies, the place where God rested over the mercy seat of the Ark of the Covenant. It is certain that Christ has entered into the holy place once for all, not by the blood of bulls and goats, but by his own precious blood. It is just as certain that now there stands no barrier between you and heaven. The holy of holies, heaven's gates, now stand wide open to all who believe in Christ. What can fill you with fear? What has Christ not put out from you that has caused you such woe and dread? Has not Christ done all things to put away fear from us? And he tells us now to come. He says, come, be reconciled to God. Be brought back together. Everything that separated you, all of your sins, confess them. Be reconciled to God. Be brought back in unity with the one who has made you. How, you may ask? How can you come and be brought back at peace with the almighty God whom you have offended and mocked? I tell you, it's already accomplished. It is already finished, perfectly, gloriously, wonderfully, and eternally. All in Christ, who is risen from the dead. Whoever does not wish to come to God now, when will he ever? Think about it. What will be more attractive and certain than what has been spoken to you this day on Easter? If you do not feel confident enough to draw near to God today, then when? When will it be a more appropriate time? If the death of God's own Son and his resurrection on the third day, as promised, as foretold by the prophets in the Old Testament and by Christ himself, if that is not enough to satisfy the mind, what will ever be enough? If the love of God to send his son to a people who did not deserve him, if that is not enough to move man's heart to come to God with repentance, what will ever be? No one can be forced to come to church. No amount of guilt will produce the mind of God. No coercion will bring about the true disciples of Christ 
who would rather be here than anywhere else. If one is not compelled by the love of God's own Son to die on the cross for him, he does not understand what love is. God is perfect. He was always perfect. He needed nothing from all eternity to complete him. Yet out of his eternal love, he made you and me and all the world. He foresaw all things. He saw the fall into sin. He has seen every way in which you would hurt him and harm what he has made. He saw all your offenses. And yet he still said, it is my desire to save them, to draw them into my presence, to share my home with them. And all that I have made, I wish to give them purely out of grace. So I shall redeem them. I will not leave them lost and down into the pit of hell under the captivity of the devil. No, I will redeem them through my son. And so even before the foundation of the world was laid, the Lamb of God was slain. God did not wait for you to come to him. He did not wait for you to turn from your sin and live. He came. He came first that you would be reconciled already. Everything perfectly cared for and finished in Jesus. Everything that has done, that he has done, he has done it so that you would be reconciled to the Father and free from your fear from the fear of all your enemies that surround you, free from sin, free from death, free from Satan's tyranny. The blood of Christ now cries out from the earth, be reconciled to God. Woe to the one who will not listen to the thousands of voices that have proclaimed Christ and receive him. Woe to the one who despises God's preaching and his word. Woe to the one who refuses and who does refuse the king of love as he comes in the blessed sacrament of his body and blood. Woe to the one who loves his life here on earth more than the eternal life prepared for him in Christ. Woe to him who still, after all things spoken today, hates God and makes God his enemy. But to you, to you, dear children of God, who come with hearts broken over your sin, to you, dear children of God, who have come seeking Christ, be not afraid. You have nothing to fear. You come seeking Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus of Nazareth, the Christ who was crucified. But he is risen. Christ has gone on already before you. He has now gone on to prepare a place for you and his heavenly kingdom. And when even your flesh has been destroyed, yet on the last, you shall stand upon the earth and you shall see for yourself, your own eyes and not another, you shall see him as he is. Face to face, you shall see your redeemer. Be not afraid. Christ is risen. Is risen indeed. Alleluia. The peace of God, which surpasses all our understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen.